Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson here to preview that Steelers game on Thursday. Barn burner against the Patriots, but one they have to get. Um, I'll give you my prediction at the end, but I think we mentioned this the other day. Steelers have a massive turnover differential advantage as well as a massive special teams advantage. Frankly, if that holds up, that might be all you need in this game, you know, I mean, because it's going to be points are going to be really hard to come by. Such things like that could be all you need. But let's talk about when the Steelers have the ball. Steelers average 4.9 yards per play. That's 24th. But over the last three games, that's up a whole half yard to 5.4 yards per play. New, New England allows 4.9. That's six best. But over the last three, they're at a down half a yard at 4.4, which is phenomenal. So, both these teams, you know, trending the right direction on that side of the ball. Only four offenses use a specific personnel group more than the Steelers use 11 personnel. They're still very, very high. However, the New England's defenses face 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends, a league low of their snaps. And remember, the Steelers used a lot of it two weeks ago. Maybe you start to challenge New England out of 13 some because they haven't seen it hardly at all this year. 56.3 of the offensive scoring plays in the NFL have come via touchdown this season. Only the Jets are lower than the Steelers in this regard. Steelers are at 42%. 23 different Patriot defensive players have been on the field for over 100 snaps a season. That's not uncommon for Belichick. He used to use a ton, likes to use a ton of them. But only three guys, Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers, and Jawan Bentley, have been 597 defensive snaps out of a possible 803. So they only have like three guys that have been foundational defensive players for him this year. Last week was the fourth game in Pickett's career when he left with an injury and was unable to return, thus bringing us to Mitch Trubisky. He was the quarterback in the league two last year when these teams last met. Over the course of three games this season, he's attempted 49 passes. He's completed 29 of those for 273, two TDs, two interceptions. Deontay Johnson is now finished with 50 or fewer receiving yards in four straight games. In Trubisky's four full starts last year, Johnson had the Steelers' highest target share, tar- highest number of receptions, and receiving yards. Since joining the Steelers, Trubisky has targeted Johnson 61 times, by far more than any other receiver. Got to remember, though, Pickens was early in his rookie season when Trubisky was a starter earlier, so who knows? But speaking of Pickens, he averaged 3.07 yards per route run last week, which is really good. 86 receiving yards. That's the most he's had since week seven. He still has seen six or fewer, fewer targets, though, in six straight games and only has a 13.6 target share in Trubisky's four full games last season. Allen Robinson. I've been harping on him for a while. Hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Hasn't gotten over 30 receiving yards since week one. Pat Fryermuth. He's been targeted 16 times over the past two weeks and is seeing just 13 of the after seeing just 13 the rest of the season before that Bengals game. However, New England is giving up the six fewest yards per game to the tight end position. Matthew Judon, Jawan Bentley, Christian Barmore, they all lead the team with four sacks, but New England has 12 different defenders with at least one full sack this season, but they failed to sack Justin Herbert last week. They only average two sacks per game, only four defenses or worse. 
Over the past four games, the Steelers are averaging 163 rushing yards. Najee has 57 more carries than Jalen Warren this season, but only 60 more rushing yards. In goal-to-go situations, Harris has out-touched Warren 13-2. Over Pittsburgh's last five games, Warren is averaging 7.5 yards per carry compared to 4.6 for Harris. Kenny Pickett is the Steelers' third leading rusher, but he's still 547 yards behind Warren. So it's been two-man show, as you guys probably know. New England held the Chargers to just 26 rushing yards last week with a long run of seven. Austin Eckler's longest run was four yards. The Patriots' defense is first in EPA against the run. Not only is New England's 3.2 yards allowed the best in the league, but the Patriots are giving up just 2.3 yards per carry over the past three games, which is crazy. The Steelers are generating 5.1 yards per carry over their past three compared to 4.3 for the year. New England's run defense is best in the league in percentage of runs that gain five or more yards as well as 10 or more yards. They're not giving up big ones either. Hang with me on this, but this is a little crazy. Pittsburgh produces 6.5 points on average in the first half of games. Only the Giants and Patriots are lower. Over the past three games, That production falls to just two points in the first half of games. In their last three games, New England has allowed 6.7 points in the first half. Only the Vikings and Niners are better. But in the second half of their past three games, the Patriots have given up just two points on average. Pretty stifling. Per EPA, only three defenses have faced a better slate of offenses this season than New England. So they're not doing it against cupcakes. They're doing it against really good offenses all year long. All right, let's take a little break here, come back, talk about the other side of the ball, and then I'll give you my prediction. As is the case on this side of the ball and the other side of the ball, I expect both offenses to have some very tough sledding Thursday night. The Patriots' offense averages 4.7 yards per play, 28th. They're down to 4.4 of the last three games. For the season, the Steelers give up 5-3, but only 4-3 over the past three, which is really good. Only one offense uses 12 personnel at a higher rate than New England. They're also the sixth highest usage of 13 personnel, as well as 0-1 personnel, one back, one tight end. Therefore, they're very low, 27th in 11 personnel. I would expect the Steelers to be in their base 3-4 the entire day, maybe even like a 6-1 front, you know, at times with big people on the field. The Steelers defense has faced 11 personnel on just 55.4% of their snaps. Only four defenses have faced that grouping less. In terms of EPA, only the Jets are worse than New England on a per dropback perspective, a metric that Pittsburgh's defense defense is seventh best. Through the air, teams are attacking the Steelers. 8.56 yards downfield, only four defenses face a higher average depth per target. However, the Steelers are allowing just a 60% completion rate, which is fourth best in the NFL. 
So I talk about this every week, but it's still noteworthy. People are attacking them deep, but not completing a ton of passes. Over the past two games, the Patriots have rushed for 295 yards, but passed for just 245. Not uncommon for them to outrush them or rush for more yards than they throw for in a game. So with the exception of Matt Jones, who isn't starting, the only Patriots offensive player to play more than 575 of a possible 771 snaps is David Andrews. Led by Andrews, of course, New England has had nine different offensive linemen that have played 154 snaps or more. Bailey Zappi. He's appeared in five games this season. He's attempted 64 passes, completing half of those for 299 yards. He has yet to throw a touchdown pass in this season and has two interceptions. Last year, though, he had a 5-3 to TD interception ratio and completed 70.7% of his passes in those four games. He has thrown for over 180 yards in a game just once in his career. This is nuts. Last week, Zappi was the first New England quarterback to make it through an entire game since week nine. Last time when these teams met, Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers combined for 15 catches for 205 yards on 19 targets. Neither is still a Patriot. This season, the Patriots have nine different pass catchers with between 154 and 410 receiving yards with Ramondre Stevenson, who's not playing, as their leading receiver. Everyone knows Juju. Juju and Tyquan Thornton played every snap last week when New England was in their 11 personnel. He played 58 of a possible 63 offensive snaps. Thornton was on the field for 41. Devontae Parker played 54. So that's your trio. Tyquan Thornton compiled a season-high 27 routes with Demario Douglas out of the lineup. I don't think Douglas is going to play Thursday either. How about Smith-Schuster? He's eclipsed 14 yards just once in his last eight games. Parker has been Zappi's most targeted receiver, and Parker's nine targets last week led the team. As you know, Trey McBride tortured the Steelers. He averaged 3.56 yards per route run against the Steelers' defense last week. For the Patriots' offense that same week, Hunter Henry was their best tight end in this regard, but produced just 0.62 yards per route run. Over his past eight games, Hunter Henry has caught just 15 passes for 137 yards. Mike Gusecki, remember him? He ran four routes last week, easily his lowest number of the season. Ezekiel Elliott had a season-high five targets, four catches, and 40 receiving yards last week. He was thrust into action, of course. Uh, Zappi was sacked five times last week, two by Khalil Mack. I would expect more of that from the Steelers' edge guys. Despite only having Stevenson for nine carries on 16 snaps before he left with injury, the Patriots ran the ball 32 times against the Chargers for 148 yards. Elliott then received 44 snaps, 17 carries, 17 route run. No other true running back saw action in that game. They only had two, two active running backs. Stevenson played every snap in New England's first two drives. Elliott averaged 3.8 yards per carry. This season, which ranks 35th out of 45 running backs with at least 70 rushing attempts. Zappi, he's just contributing 3.2 yards as a rusher per game. Very little. For the steel for the season, the Steelers are giving up 4.3 yards per rush. That's 20th. But they're 3.5 yards per carry over their past three games. Only New England and Tennessee have been better over the past three. 
New England converted just four of thir- 14 third down opportunities against the Chargers. For the season, the Patriot offense only converts 33% of their third downs, 28th in the league. Patriots have the fewest plays of 20 or more yards within the whole league. They have scored on just over 20% of their possessions, the lowest percentage in the NFL. And then here's the last thing I got. It's one of those first half, second half, basically no points situations. First half of games. New England is producing 5.8 points per game. Only the Giants are worse. Over the past three games, the Patriots have produced just one point on average in the first half. In the second half of games, the Patriots are last in the league, producing 6.5 points. Over the past three, that drops all the way to 3.3. For the season, Pittsburgh gives up 7.6 points in the second half of games. And over their past three, they're at 6.7. Both very good numbers. So I have the Steelers win this game 13-6. I do trust their special teams and turnovers more so. I expect after an embarrassing performance to not, quote, take them lightly. At home, prime time, everyone watching. Now Belichick's defense certainly worries me. Maybe New England can run the ball a little, probably, but they're really slow on offense and they just don't have playmakers on that side of the ball. I have very little faith in Zappy. I think the Steelers' weapons are massively, massively better, to be honest with you. So I like the Steelers in a close, grinded out game that they have to get and then a nice long break before, you know, playing the Colts. So there you have it. Thanks, everyone. Take care.